Yeah, that's so. You, you told us before we before we went on, you you told us a story about, I think, some rats in a water supply that you didn't know were in there until after you'd already had a sip or two. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Shop Talk, where we are talking to one of our own about his adventure of a lifetime. Now here are your hosts, Chief Jeff Walther and Sergeant Kevin Kwan. Hey everyone, it's April, right Kevin? It's April. We're into April. We're on uh, episode 9 of Shop Talk. I'm Chief Jeff Walther with the Scottsdale Police Department and uh, it's exciting. I mean, we've had a we're just coming out of the end of our major event season and I know everybody in, in, in the organization is pretty tired. A lot of overtime, a lot of off-duty time, a lot of covering a lot of um, a lot of big events. I mean, we've talked through those events. We've had some great uh, guests on to help talk us through the events. Uh, Barrett Jackson, the Waste Management Phoenix Open last month. Uh, we had Charos. Uh, great. This month, we're going to do something a bit different. Absolutely. We are going to showcase one of our own. Uh, one of our detention officers, Aiden Leone, is with us today. And and I'm sorry for those who have sent in questions. We are going to absolutely get to your questions next month. Yep. Uh, but this month, we have so much to talk about with Aiden because he did something real cool. In fact, he did something that my wife has been talking to me about for a very long time wanting to do, and that is the Pacific Crest Trail. And Aiden did a huge, huge section, uh, multiple, multiple sections, I don't know, I, we'll, we'll let him talk here in a minute about the, I don't I think, 15, 1,600 miles that he hiked. Uh, shocking. And I will tell you that I was the benefit, uh, the beneficiary of getting texts and pictures yeah. from Aiden along the, along the trail. And so I was super honored to, to get those and kind of vicariously share his journey with him. So uh, without further ado, Aiden, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the to the to the listening audience. They're they're going to want to know who you are, what you do, how you got here, and then uh, and then you know I think we're going to have some questions for you to really kick this off and okay. and get into your uh, your your pretty awesome journey. Definitely, definitely. Uh, hi Sarge, hi Chief. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I I work in the detention division. Um, how did I get started with this? Uh, this whole idea came about that. Um, I was, I was listening to this podcast, and the podcast is uh, Backpacker Radio. It's got these two amazing hosts that are talking about their adventures, and, and I had been, I've worked in the jail, in a jail, for the last almost 25 years. Yeah. How long have you been with us? I've been with you for about four years. Okay. And I've been inside for 25 years. I figured I wanted to go outside, and the perfect time came about because my daughter was graduating high school, uh, my son was just about to have a baby. And it was time to go do this. It was it was just time to do this before my daughter went to college, yeah. and I wanted to make it all happen. And so we got our gear and we made our plans, and we were just going to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I asked for time off. It, it all you did. Came. That's actually how we got this rolling, and how I, I kind of got into uh, your story and your daughter and uh, and her graduating and kind of the impetus for this is that you and I had a conversation and, uh, you know, you were going to be gone, you know, three, four, five months potentially. And, uh, and we had some discussion about, uh, taking a leave of absence, which I fully supported and was, uh, so behind. And I, I'm going to just thank you publicly for coming to see me 
and having the conversation with me and letting me know what was going on. And yeah. I was um, super honored to say, yeah, go out, go live out this once in a lifetime dream. And yeah, I'm just excited to have you here to talk about uh, the back end of that now. Uh, you made me so happy. I wanted to go and do this and come back to my job when I was done. And, you know, in the interim, my daughter and I were going to have an adventure. And yeah. So we did our research and we started working out and we got our all our gear. Yeah. And wow, this stuff is expensive. It's very it's expensive. Very expensive. Yeah, very. And the lighter it is, the more expensive it is. Yeah, it's funny because I, I want to get into that as as you go. It's funny, my wife and I are big into backpacking and she's been shooting me questions today. She's like, make sure Quan throw this on. Make sure Quan does this. Make sure Quan does that. And I thought, do you want me just to give you Quan's phone number so you can send him some, some, uh, some questions? We should questions? have brought her on the show. We totally should have brought she her on the She could have answered the qu- asked questions that I have no idea about. Yeah, super, ex- super excited. Like today, she's like, hey, make sure, you, make sure you find out what his trail name was. Make sure you, uh, you, know, you know what his, what his, uh, what his pack weighed uh, at the beginning. And then as he got into it, find out what ultimately he cut down to because she and I are always looking at, okay, what can we cut out? Yeah. What do we really need and what do we what do we not not need? Right. And we didn't even we haven't even attempted anything like what the amazing feat that you've done. Um, but yeah, she has all kinds of questions. Yeah, well, you need to let me know. I'll yeah. do my best to answer them. Good. So let's let's start out with some of the questions because you, you've given us kind of that reason behind it. You know, your your daughter was graduating from high school and was going to go off to college. And you started a little bit later um, in the in the Pacific Crest Trail season. From uh, those of our listeners who don't know, typically there's a season because it takes anywhere, depending on how fast you do it, from four to six months if you do the whole thing um, in one shot. And so, But you started later because she had to graduate from high school. Exactly. So, you, so we came up with this plan where yeah. we would start in – Tehachapi, so it's kind of like getting a head start, kind of catching up where everybody was. Like getting out of the hot area, skipping the hot area with the plan to come back, right? Right, but we'll still getting a taste of that yeah. before I got to the Sierra Nevadas, because the Sierra Nevadas are this big milestone, because <laughs> yeah. you're going to, it's mountainous. I mean, you go through mountains, but it is big mountains when yeah. you get Sierra Nevadas. Yeah. So it was to get a head start, go to Tehachapi, and from Tehachapi, work your way north, no bow. Yeah. So that's that was the plan. So we took off from Tehachapi. My dad drove us up. We did a little tour of California as we got there. Yeah. And we left from Tehachapi, and it was hot. And oh, yeah. And it was windy. There, there's wind farms. And there's a reason those are there, because it <laughs> yeah. is so windy. Yeah. We did some night hikes. It was hot. Even at night, it was blowing hot. It's like a blow dryer. <laughs> so you're. I felt like maybe like one of those... Uh, uh, meteorologists that are showing you this is a tornado and they're walking forward <laughs> leaning into the wind we were leaning into the wind yes wow like that yeah it was it was it was really bad but it was hot during the day uh these things added up to my daughter at a few days in saying dad i like car camping and not <laughs> hiking and so oh, i was i was broken you know, she broke my heart a little bit but yeah yeah i was so glad she did it for the, you know a few days yeah, with for, me. for several days with you so she, she got, got you, you. Little did you know, she got you started. She did. Yeah. She got me on the right track, but it was really hot. She got dehydrated. Uh, then we ended up having to backtrack to Tehachapi. Yeah. And this is my first experience with Trail Angels. So there was a sheet that was printed out right at the at the road, and it had the list of Trail Angels and the services they could provide, like sewing or transportation yeah. or even That's housing. That's amazing. So, yeah, Trail Angels are something. Yeah. I need to mention how wonderful they are yeah 
So working 24 or 25 years in a jail and working with bad people yeah. and doing bad things and seeing bad things, it was it was really different. You're like, who are these aliens, space aliens who are trail angels, right? They were, and they were wonderful. And they were like, yeah, get in my car. They don't even know. I'm like, do you want to see ID? Do you, do you want to know about it? I'm, I'm not a crazy guy. I'm a regular person. Oh, no. And you just you just get right in their vehicle, and they drove us to their house. And they had hosted many, many people, Cheryl and Ted of Tehachapi. And, and they drove us to their house. And we, I had to, we had to reset. I had yeah. to find a way for Lawrence to get home from yeah. Tehachapi. Yeah. And, you know, they come right in, and they showed us to our rooms in their house. Wow. And they so had, cool. They had note cards like, well, this is our Wi-Fi password. And they're like, go ahead and take everything off. Here's some loner clothes and, what? A, and, and, and a robe and we'll, we'll wash those up. We'll get wow. you, a, we want to get you restarted so you can, you know, be at 100% when you get back on the trail. And so, we, you know, they wash clothes and dinner's almost ready and go ahead and take your shower. And they got us all reset and they got us a ride to, to Hatchapi where Lauren got a plane to Bakersfield, flew back and then eventually getting me back onto the trail yeah. and doing it solo. Okay, so what was that moment like when you're back, Lauren's gone, right? She flew home, and it's just you now. And literally, it's that first step back on the trail. Kind of, what were you? how were you feeling? What were you thinking right there? Were you, were you bummed? Were you excited? I was definitely bummed. But yeah. the, the good part about it is then I just had to worry about me. Yeah. It was just, you know, I had to do this, and it was... Uh, pack weight went down a little bit. Yeah. Um, things that I was caring for her, but it was it was mostly about well, this is what I need to do, and uh, I had this wonderful opportunity, and I, I was going to do it. Yeah. I didn't. I don't even say the you know the quit word. I didn't want to ever say it. Hmm. And so at no point during the was that uttered. Yeah. Because I didn't want to give it life. I wanted to make yeah, sure this so cool. is the time to do it. And you know today I'm going to do this many miles. Yeah. And, it's a great time to mention for those who are listening in who, who aren't familiar with backpacking or any of the three major trails in the United States. So Aiden uh, hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, which is uh, on the border of California and Mexico, and then it goes north all the way to the Canadian border. So all the way through California, through parts of Oregon, Washington State, and into uh, and into Canada or right at the Canadian border. Three major trails, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Appalachian Trail. People, A lot of people have heard of the Appalachian Trail. And there are trail angels on all of those, uh, a lot on the Appalachian, a lot on the Pacific Crest Trail, not so many on the Continental Divide Trail, which is a hard trail. That one's 3,200 miles. But help me out, I think that the Pacific Crest Trail is like 2,700 total miles if you do the whole thing. Right, people say 2,650. Yeah, yeah. So... It's an incredible, incredible hike, quote unquote, that takes, uh, you know, can take a long time. So for those of you who are not familiar with it, it is a feat of, uh, of mental and, and physical uh, ability. So, and, and I think it's important because people can't see you all, but if you would tell our folks, you're not 25 years old. So if you would just kind of, if you don't mind telling us your well, age. Age. Like Rick, because come on, Aiden. Let's be honest. You're not a spring chicken here. Let's, who knows let's, anymore? It, it's all ish these days. So it is. I'm, I'm 47 ish. Yeah, you're 47 yeah, ish. I don't even yeah. know if it's exactly. Yeah, right. Anymore. You're a stone's throw away from half a century. There right. So, so those, anybody who's listening, um, yeah, you, you, that's one of the cool things about it. I look at the age ranges of people that typically hike the Pacific Crest Trail, 
and you'll it's there's no there's a noticeable gap missing it's those really young people uh you know 18 to 25 that do it before they really get into their careers or it's people typically over 50 who've retired and now have the time to do that but you're in that sweet spot where they wanted more people in their 30s and 40s to hike it boom that was you that's true there's there's very few people in the middle it's younger people and it's older people and every once in a while that you see somebody around my age so tell me from a person that i have no idea about hiking i mean chief lives in the woods but coming from <laughs> the urban area of la this is a complete foreign concept so where did you even start you said you did research well what does that even mean was it the movie or was it like what really the Reese Witherspoon movie? Right. Yeah. And that's the only that's my only concept of well, what there's this actually is. a guy named Jay on the trail and he does a video vlog of his whole trip, uh, you know, little segments. There might be 40 segments of it. So you can actually watch and see somewhat of what the situation will be when you get to this next section. Wow. Chief was saying it's 2650 starts the border of California, Mexico and all the way to Canada. And it's this continuous trail. That's, that's a big part of it. It's this continuous trail. So barring there's no fires or floods or you're not snowed out, you can. It, it's a continuous footpath mm. the whole way. And then he was talking numbers. Let's see, Chief, you were talking numbers. It goes through six national parks, 35 national forests, and 48 wilderness areas. Sometimes these are closed to regular day hikers. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be a caveat that if you're on the Pacific Crest Trail, you can uh, take your own chances and go through it. You'll be fine. <laughs> your fingers crossed. Right? Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> There's so many down trails, like in Oregon and Washington. Yeah, yeah. And your job is to scurry around it, above it, underneath it, drag your pack across. Yeah, it. yeah. Because so, in, in, in a lot of our forests now, you know, my, my primary residence, although I don't get home very much anymore, is up in Alpine. Arizona and a lot of a lot of downfall, a lot of trees that are down due to uh, uh, past forest fires um, that eventually the forest surface gets to and clears out of the way. But along the trail, you're going to run into a lot of downfall. So talk to us about some of the dangers that uh, that are along the trail. Not to discourage anybody, but let's come on. There's some well, things there's, that are yeah, dangerous. Different dangers in different areas. Yeah. The, there's the heat. So the only people that I know about that died in 2021. And it was heat related. Hmm. Heat related because you're carrying so much weight. In the desert, the longest distance that I had to go without water was 22 miles, I think. Wow. And so you need to carry all your water for 22 miles in the heat. Uh, sometimes you can break your day up, like maybe doing a morning hike, hiding out by water if you can uh, during the hottest part of the day, and then hiking again into the night. Did you notice at all, like during the hot parts, you know, when you said there's 22, the lar largest or the longest spell between water. 22 miles. Did you notice if you were doing, say, like uh, a liter of water per seven or a liter of water per how many? Did you right. notice that at all? Or what was the max you were carrying for that, that knowing that it was going to be 22, 22 miles? Right. You get it's, It gets refined over time. You start to figure out how hot it is outside yeah. and how much you need. You fi start figuring, well, it's way more humid and I need more water. Um, I figured... Uh, the 22 miles, I needed eight liters. Eight liters of a ton of water. Yes, oh, it's, it's so heavy. It's 2.2 pounds per liter of water. So, so you're figure, carrying a bowling ball. So you figure, eight, yeah, so eight liters of water, you're at more than 16 pounds. You're actually at more than 17 pounds. So uh, we're right in that, that area. So And you do something called cameling. When you get to a water source, you just you'll, drink. You'll drink <laughs> as much as you can. You want to carry it inside of you, not on your back. Yeah. And so you'll camel up. Hmm. 
Um, but also there's this app. People go, well, how did you know how to do all this? Yeah. Well, I didn't know how to do all this. I did watch some YouTube videos and I did uh, uh, follow this podcast. Yeah. But there's an app called Gut Hooks. Yes. And on Gut Hooks, you download the map and then using your phone's GPS, it will place you on the map. And so as you move, the little icon moves and there's a social aspect to it because water resources are so important. The person ahead of you or behind you, yeah. you well, they'll update if there's water at a section. Mm. And sometimes it's not a natural source. Sometimes trail angels will leave gallons yeah. of water and the person ahead of you will denote there are 17 so you know, cool. gallons here as of this date and this time. And so that's how you'll know how reliable the water source is so you can plan your day and you can plan how much you're going to carry. A big part of it's how much am I going to carry to the next water source? And if you know it's pretty reliable, you're going to carry just enough. Yeah. A lot of times you'll run out before you get there because you know there's going to be water. I've had that there. happen before and it freaks me out. It makes you thirsty because I don't have yeah, water. Yeah, like, oh, I'm out of water and I, yeah, I didn't plan right. And I have, you know, X number of miles to go before I, I know I'm going to get water. And, and yeah, I think it's a, it's a psychological thing. You're like, oh, I'm fully milk. hydrated. I, right. And, but I'm all, all of a sudden, I need a salt <laughs> pill. I need something to, to get me. Th- and, and it's just. Did, did you run into any of that game. during your, your trek of like, I have water and then, oh, crap, I don't? There were only a couple of qu- occasions. There were two occasions where I, you know, it says there's going to be water. It was reliable. And I get there and there's no water. There's oh, no water and you're so thirsty. And I don't know, when, the, when is the last time you've really been thirsty? When's the last time you've run out of food and you're really hungry? For me, it's, I don't know. I've ne- never, r- never. Right. Never. For me, it's only been on the trail. So I got to the water source and there was no water. It was dried up. It was uh. And then oh, after the moment of your stomach dropping, you check the app and you're looking where the next water source hmm. is four miles ahead. What are your choices? Yeah. You walk four miles. Four miles. Suck mile. it up. Yeah. And then you get there and you're like so thirsty. And then uh, when I arrived, it was actually a lake. And there were actually people in vehicles and their dogs and kids all around is this man emerges from the woods yeah. to gather water. Kind of looking like a homeless person. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't shave. That's another thing. I didn't you shave. Don't mean time. to disparage homeless people, but you know, that's what you look like. And yeah. I, sm- I smell like one too. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I smelled so bad. <laughs> another thing, when you, when you pass, you'll pass uh, Sobo, Southbounders coming on the pass. Oh, yeah. The oh, look at you. Yeah. Even the lingo, you're good. <laughs> Sobos. Sobo. Sobo and Nobo. <laughs> and you, you'll chit chat. You'll chit chat for a minute. Find yeah. out what are the water, what's the water ahead? What's the water, you know, that I've encountered so far just to get an update. Did that lake feel like it was a mirage where you're like, so could you swim in it? Did you jump in, clean your, you wash off a little bit? You do as best you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Kevin. No, all good. Yeah. Like, like, the relief, like, is that like the greatest relief? You're like, oh my gosh, it's actually here after being so disappointed from the last one. I, I mean, I can't imagine how awesome that must have felt. I mean, I didn't cry, but I, <laughs> I was definitely emotional. Yeah. I, oh, I was yeah. very, and in my life, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I eat well, I drink well. And then in these situations, I, I was really thirsty. And it was just really odd to see normal people by the lake enjoying themselves and not knowing what had just happened to <laughs> yeah. me. Knowing how thirsty I really was. Right. I've been looking forward to this for a long time because already you, you talk about things that I think are so important, conversations that I have with people, my wife in particular, and my adult children, about how soft we are, how how easy life has become 
for us and that you, you know, it's really easy to take it for granted until you challenge yourself. I mean, you really challenge yourself and you go, you know, you, you have a moment where you're out of water, you've been out of water for a little while and you've got four miles to go and, you know, you're carrying any, everything that you need in life, you're carrying on your back. Everything. Food wise and you're hungry and you, and in just how you realize in, in that moment when you see, it's funny, you go, you get to the lake, there are people there who have no idea uh, that what's important, right? And what's important is that drink of water, yeah. that little bit of food, that connection with people. We were talking about it before we started the show about connecting and being connected with people. I just, I think that challenge is so I think amazing. It, yeah, it was an opportunity for me to learn about myself in that, my days were planned out where the next water resource was going to be. I knew how much food I had in my back and how many days before the next resupply point. And so... Well, well what's, what's a resupply point? It's the next spot at which you can, like, resupply. And you, I resupplied every four to six days. Okay. Different points. Maybe it is a local town. Sometimes you have to hike out to a town yeah. or to a road where you can. Right, because you wind up adding extra miles because you've got to come off the trail oh. and then resupply and then hike back to the trail, right? Well, this leads into like, so in Yosemite, you have to hike over Corsage to leave to get a resupply. So it's oh, wow. seven extra miles. Wow. And I don't know how many thousands of feet you have to climb. Yeah. Wow. And then you go to a town, you get your resupply, and then you have to walk back up and over Kirsarge Pass. Oh, wow. So you do it twice. Well, my girlfriend, she was in charge of, so I would let her know how much food, like it's a six-day resupply or a four-day resupply, and she would package it up. Great. That was going to be my question. If you were buying in town or if you were having uh, your support crew, your girlfriend, send you uh, resupply boxes. Right. Sylvia would send me out, you know, this is a four-day box Okay. a six-day box. Oh, Okay. And so I would That's have enough great. food to get to the next section. What, what's in the box? Well, a lot of it at the beginning was is going to be like mountain house, yeah. uh, granola Freeze-dried food. Yep. I did so in your boxes. Uh, jerky. Okay, jerky. Mm. Uh, sometimes a ramen bomb. That's something you have from time to time. What It'll is that? It'll be ramen that you add. You, so you make regular like chicken ramen. And then uh, there'd be a package of pre-cooked um, chicken. Yeah. You would add to it. Yeah. And then you would... Do your best to add uh, potato flakes. Oh, okay. To it, just really? to bump up. Potato flakes are so high in calories. Yeah, yeah. And so you so a lot of that starch to give you that energy, but in ramen, I don't know, fifteen hundred milligrams of sodium in there to get to to replace some of that. That's a wonderful thing. You can eat whatever yes. you want as yeah. much as you want, and you'll still lose weight. Yeah, I've been eating. I'm, I'm husky now. Husky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. You can eat on the trail. You eat as much as you want all day long. Whatever you can. The worst thing is you have to carry it. Yeah. But you're allowed to eat whatever you want. Because you're just, well, you're burning so many calories and we haven't gotten to it yet. uh, Because I wanted you to finish kind of what was in your box. But when I get to mileage and talk about, you know, what you were looking at in mileage. But sorry. Okay. So beef jerky. uh, A lot of times there's hard candy in there like uh, or or gummy bears. Yeah. um, Freeze dry like Mountain House. And then slowly I transitioned to peak. Peak makes this meal, these different meals that are really high in calorie, uh, sometimes up to 1,500 in calorie. Wow, okay. Yeah, high, high in calorie. And Mountain House are maybe going to be seven or 800 yeah. calories. Yeah. So you really want to bump up all the calories you can. So a lot of times people will talk about weight versus uh, the, the, the caloric, count, caloric count of it. Okay. And so you want the, the calorie count to be up, up, up. Especially for like high calorie, but, you know, you're comparing – 
what's the weight of this and what's the what's the calorie count and so that's uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense a snickers bar one a day yeah so did you have like the like you know military the mre stuff where it like cooks it for you and all that or is it just nobody does that nobody does that that. urban yeah Yeah. i wanted to do it for me if you ever want like a two-day camp i mean that'd be all right if you're just going out for a couple days but you were carrying a backpack stove right i was i was carrying the um it's the pocket rocket yeah and it has a uh little canister like a uh, small little yeah small little msr can or something like that right that just that's what you light yep. to cook and you, everything. You in. have X amount of fuel, and you have to ration everything. Everything's rationed. That's awesome. Sometimes there is give and take. Like you only have so much water, and so you have to decide: Am I going to have coffee in the morning, or am I going to drink my water right now tonight? What, what do you do yeah. without energy drinks? I, I'm confused. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So coffee, it's it's your caffeine. How how does that affect you? If is it just to wake you up to go, or is that actually getting you sustained? It's a delicious perk. Hmm. My girlfriend made up uh, Sylvia made up these little packages that has you know it have instant coffee and a little bit of sugar and creamer, and I knew exactly how far my uh, my mug to fill up in order to make this in the morning. That's awesome. But there's give and take with this water. Water is is this, the the main factor in this hike. How much were you going to carry? And there's some rationing that'll happen at times. At what point did you think, I just want to enjoy the coffee, have like four extra cups? Or, or was it just, you just understand like... Well, sometimes you're camping by a lake and there's endless water because I have a water great. filter. Yeah. And I will drink and eat and as much as I want. That's great. You know, it's funny you talk about water and, you know, my wife and I had been backpacking for a lot of years, not anything like the distance you're talking about, you know, much shorter trips, but... Water purification has really changed. So we talked about, you know, you had the Sawyer Squeeze, which is super lightweight. Uh, you can back, you can backwash it to clean it out, and and it will just filter thousands of gallons of water. Right. So at, at you know being really light. So I'm, I'm assuming that did you use that for every water source that you used, or did you just wing it sometimes? No. Nope. Once I decided I was in a filter, I just filtered everything. Good. Good for you. If you want to talk about water, we can talk about water. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about horrible water, the worst <laughs> water you can think of that you wouldn't drink. And then we can talk about great water because I had great water. This, there were areas where a spring would, in this majestic area, a spring would come out of nowhere and it would flow over a moss, you yeah. know, and the yeah. sun rays are coming down. And you're like, mm. this, is, this is like so good when you drink it. <laughs> and it's cold. Yeah. And mm. you filter it and you're like, this, you can't buy this one. This is $4 a bottle of water, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's worth carrying a little extra because it, it, it's great. Yeah. It's great. So those are your best water sources. Let's talk about the worst water sources. Oh, worst water sources. Yeah. Okay. I drank out of a cow pond. You drink out of it. Like there's like, you can see hoof marks. You yeah. can see poop on the side. The water inside has leaves and it's the color of tea. But it is the water source of the area. And yeah. you will drink because you are thirsty. Mm. You'll filter twice and it'll still have some color. Maybe a little smell, <laughs> but you're going to drink it because you're thirsty and yeah. there is no other choice. Frog water. I mean, there's every like, like there's a life cycle of a frog. It was all in this water. There's, there's <laughs> eggs and there's tadpoles and polywogs. And yeah. as you walk closer to it, it's really shallow and you can see frogs jumping from under your feet area. No way. And wow. you're, you do your best to like, you, I have this little, this, this Cenoc bag that I'm trying to fill with water and avoid creatures yeah as best i can and you filter that and i'm sure there's eggs and all kinds of other things in there but you're going to drink it because you're thirsty i drank it yeah yeah that's so you, you told us before we before we went on 
you, you told us a story about, I think, some rats in a water supply that you didn't That's, know were in there until after you'd already so that was had a after, sip or two. That was after the flip. So that was the flip. We flipped, and I eventually, uh, I, was, I, was, I did a flip, and so I went south um, in the desert at some point. Right. And... So you Again. changed from no-bo to so-bo. So yeah, okay, good. Right, and so during this hike, uh, this section, there was limited water resources in the desert again, and I, I document, you know, you look at these different uh, cisterns, and in the cistern, you'll get down, and you'll try to see what's in there. Sometimes it's just rain flow that gets collected into these cement basins, and maybe they're just leaves, or maybe it's like the oily film, and so you have to be careful on what you choose. Well, this one was a large cistern, that actually had a cover on top. I was hiking with some fellas that were pretty fast and they arrived there before me and they were so happy. They were drinking water and they had, they had, they had actually pulled water out for me. And you know, we're, they're, they're happy, but it had a tangy, tang, tangy taste to it. And so I, of course, gathered the water they had given me and I was drinking the water I already had. Um, before we leave, I go, oh, I'm gonna document. So I moved this uh, cover that was on top and of course we say a lot of bad words and we're really shocked by this whole thing because they were drinking it they've already downed so much of it oh my gosh and you, so you left it right you didn't you didn't drink that water oh we drank that i mean I, I, it was filtered I, I, he filtered it yeah, it was filtered. totally it was totally fine just, I, just, i've heard it twice now and i still want to throw up every <laughs> single time i mean there were no parts there were no, there, but come on there were no parts it was just it had a little tangy a little tangy and added a little flavor it was kind of like tea. <laughs> see? It was a little, it was, it was different. So it was gross. different. It was different. I, but aren't you, see, Kevin, aren't you just fascinated by the mindset? Yes. You know, when you, you're, you're on this trail, you're pushing yourself, you're going great distances. Uh, there's no quit in you. Like Aiden talks about, I'm not even going to let the word quit in there. And you need to drink. You need to stay hydrated. Oh, you know what? I got a filter here. I'll filter out this, uh, you know, these decomposing rats out of the water source because you know what i'm bad you know i mean that's wow that is so cool and just so you know i didn't leave them in there we fished the rats out and threw them out for the next people. right you took yeah, yeah. that's I'm really taking care yeah. together guys yeah. because the people in front of you didn't do that they didn't know maybe, they just maybe they got a few out i don't know so you know we talk about what's in your resupply boxes and the water and you know we talked about kind of the, you know that that no quit mindset we wanted to take a moment to thank you, our listeners, for sending in your questions. Like Aiden says, don't quit. Keep sending in those questions and ideas for future episodes. We'll get back to answering more fan questions next month. For now, let's get back to Aiden's adventures along the Pacific Crest Trail. Can you talk to the listeners about something that, that if, you're not, if you don't backpack, you don't really know, um, about zero days. Days where you didn't hike at all and say you were in a town. Um, any times where you, you spent, you know, maybe you, you were in a resupply area, you hit a hotel, you, you got a shower or uh, restaurants maybe that you ordered uh, two entrees for and then down the whole thing. And that's true. You get to a town and it is great. <laughs> you're going to wash clothes. You're going to take a shower. You're going to sleep in a bed. I mean, these are these are fantastic amenities like a flushing toilet. Those are those right are on my list. But you will. You'll go eat and like, let's say you order a large pizza and you'll eat half and then you'll take the other half and you'll eat it a few hours later. You can, you can eat anything. It is, people that love to eat should hike. Let's do it. You can eat anything all the time and you'll yeah. lose weight. 
And then afterwards, of course, you lost weight. You can keep eating afterwards. I'm about 10 pounds lighter than when I left, and I lost a lot of weight. How much did you lose? I think I lost 45 pounds. Wow. A lot of weight. Yeah. I was skinny. I was like socks on a rooster. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, I was a skinny guy when I got back. Socks that's on. such a cool analogy. That a, like, yeah, that that's a, a great picture. Nothing was staying on me. At one point, I did. I had to buy a belt because I was, you know, pulling up my pants the whole time because yeah. I'd lost so much weight. Yeah. And eventually, when I got, when I lost enough weight, it was in Oregon that I did do a resupply where I went to REI. Yeah. And had to REI, get new clothes. I got new clothes. Well, the whole time I wore, I had only a few shirts. You, you don't carry much clothes. Right. So I had a Hawaiian shirt because I was on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> so I wore a Hawaiian shirt. That's and some, great. And some pants and my shoes. Well, it, I began with um, a stronger, more sturdy shoe. And then when I got finally got to Oregon, I switched up. Uh, I hurt my ankle. I was limping for a while. And um, I ended up switching to the uh, Speed Goats. Hoka 1-1 Speed Goats. Okay. I love them. Those are the best now. I'll, I'll, I'll advocate. Decent amount of uh, of traction and support or? Decent amount of traction and they're very, very um, cushiony. Okay. So I needed that. Yeah. Um, but I switched up and I got a, a smaller shirt. I got smaller pants. <laughs> I got new underwear. <laughs> oh, that's a, I, how many underwear? you got? One pair of underwear. And then you have shorts with underwear in them. And then a pair of pants. Yeah. And then how many shirts? I had my Hawaiian shirt, a sun shirt, and a jacket, a hat. See, two or three pairs of socks. Uh, you kind of rotate your socks. Yeah. And then you have one sleeping yeah. pair. Of so- I had one sleeping pair of socks that you put on at night in order to help keep your sleeping bag clean. Um, like, I went through four pairs of shoes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You get about 500 miles per pair of shoe kind of thing, and then sometimes they break down, or you'll get a, you'll, you'll bust out a side because you're going to rip through rock. You go over lava areas in Oregon and Washington, and so they rip through your shoes pretty well. So all of this in your pack, what was your starting weight? Yeah, your pack weight. 18 and a half pounds. Total. Is that with, that's, that's, that's your dry weight, that's your base weight. weight. Yeah, yes. your base weight. So that's not water or fuel, fuel or, or food. food. So that's pretty good, you know, for our listeners out there, we, my wife and I joke around that there are ultra lighters that are like, you know, their base weight is 10 pounds or under. And then there's light weighters, which we started out, you know, which was your, your, your base weight was under 20. And then you have people who are like the kitchen sink, carry everything and everything heavy. And so you were in that, you know, lightweight, not ultra light when you started out at 18 pounds of base weight. Did you, as it as the hike continued, did you start to drop things from your pack? And if so, what was it? Yes, over time I dropped another pound and a half. And what was it? It was extra clothing. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know, nonsense cords and and things like that for your charging. Uh, when smaller charging battery because you have a battery bank that you yeah. carry with yeah. you. Because I carried a Garmin InReach. It's that. Uh, yes, perfect. It's like a satellite system. Yep. So it has the SOS button on it. Yes. Yep. SOS button. And then, and then also you can send information like through Bluetooth from your phone to the Garmin image yeah. to satellites. Yes. Satellites to the 
uh, phone system. Yeah, and that's it, yours. Yeah, that's I think yeah. I did the mini. Oh, yeah, the mini. I had the regular one. The mini's even better because of ounces equal pounds. It's a little guy. It looks like it's a little, a little team. guy. Yeah, uh, it looks yeah. like a little walkie-talkie. But you can SOS. I mean, it's and Garmin monitors it twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. So if you're in trouble, you hit an SOS button. You can text. Yes. Via the satellite network. And I had the breadcrumbs on, so it pinged every twenty minutes. Yeah. So my dad could be at his computer. And see where you are. And check on where I'm at. So cool. Seeing if I'm making good time yeah. or not. I love with that you can send a text to somebody over the satellite network, and it'll drop a pin in the text of exactly where you are. Right. Super cool. And every once in a while, you're not getting any signal because there's tree cover or whatever. And then, you know, bing, and you got a text. Kevin Johnson saying, keep it up. Yeah. You know, you're doing good. Or... You know, I'd hear from, you know, somebody else at work or, or uh, Lieutenant Rollins. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you know, keep it up. And I don't know. It was nice to hear from people saying, you know, yeah, we're thinking of you, but just keep going. Yeah. Just keep And going. then the pictures you sent were just, I mean, they were they were fantastic. At one point, I was uh, got cell service. I was uh, by South Lake Tahoe on the side of a mountain not too far from one of these ski resorts. Yeah. And I got I called Sergeant Lieutenant Rollins. And we did a, we did a, a, on the side of the mountain, I don't know how many thousand feet up, mm. look at this vista. And he, I'm showing my phone. I'm, I'm, I'm letting him know where I'm at. And, yeah. the, and we had a little video conference right there on the side of the mountain. That's so neat. Yeah, that's, that's good. And so, you know, you were, you were by yourself. I mean, you, you came in, you, you, I think you did some hiking with some other people that you came across on the trail or you would meet people. How'd you do with that, um, with the solitude though, with the spending that time, you know, kind of just by yourself. I think you talked about, you know, you, you go three three days without seeing an, a single other person. Can you t- kind of talk about that and how that, uh, I don't know, how that shapes you and the way you see the world today? It was, it's really different. It's really different being by yourself. I mean, at, at times you, you camp by yourself. You're just like, I own this lake. I'm by myself, <laughs> you know, and, and you, you can set your tent up in a fashion where, you know, you open the flap and you have a, a, a lakeside view. You can, you know, maybe you're in bed and you make your coffee in the morning and it's really beautiful. But there were days, I think up to three days where I didn't see anybody. Yeah. No contact with anybody. Do you think you were lost? Like, or you knew like I I'm good to go? I did check my phone often just to make sure I'm, you know. Am I on the trail? All <laughs> right. Where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Am I the last person alive on earth? Did everybody disappear? Was everybody smart enough to go home and I'm still out here? No, it, it was really interesting to be by yourself. And, and I learned that I don't really mind being by myself. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't scary to be on trail by yourself or I wasn't worried about animals. People are called bears and yeah. all those other, No, I'm not worried about bears. Yeah. I saw deer and, and a few elk and a bunch of uh, marmots and squirrels and all kinds of bees and yeah. ants. Um, you know, we, you and I have talked before you left and, and, you know, and you, you tell, you told everybody you're 47, but you, you know, growing up, you were an athlete and, and so you're, I want to, I'm curious if you, you know, as, as you kind of got into the hike and then midway and finished the hike, um, did you, I don't know, have a greater sense of accomplishment or, um, you know, something that you looked at and said, wow, I, you know, I really did this and. Um, if so, was that just a big deal to you? Well, I ran in high school and college. And so, yeah, I, I, I had done things and I had, I have confidence that I can do things. But when you move from mountaintop to mountaintop, because it is Pacific Crest Trail for a reason. Yeah. If you see a mountain, 
you're going to climb it. <laughs> and so you go from mountaintop to mountaintop. But if you reach, you know, this high, high point, you can look back and you go, I can see that radio tower over there. And I went to that. You can look back wow. miles and miles and miles and see where you have been. And you're like, I've done that. And yeah. it, it is like a good sense of accomplishment scene. I've been all those miles over this mountain, over that mountain, yeah. through that valley. What was the total miles? I thought, remember you saying it was around 1,600 or was that, was that It's correct? a little over 16 is what I did. 1,600 miles yeah. on foot. 1,600 miles on foot. And on it foot. sounds like a lot, but for the most part, I was doing about, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 a day. miles a day. Okay. The most I did was 25 in a day. And it's because you, well, if I can get to that town faster, if, you know yeah, what I mean? Uh, yeah. If I can move, I can get this done faster. And you, well, I'm going to hike into the night. So was there anything that you didn't have on the trail that you were like, oh, I learned about this later that would have been just incredible to have? Or did you just have really good conversations that you could go pick up at the next resupply point or something? For the most part, I had everything I needed. I had more than I needed. And I actually cut. That was a big part of it. You find out I don't need this hmm. and I don't need that. I don't need that luxury. And you are eventually you'll find out you need a lot less than you. Think. Trail name. Did they give you? Because, you know, I always watched a lot of videos on the PCT and, and uh, you know, you're like, oh, eventually you get a trail name. Did you get a trail name? So my girlfriend, who was off trail, wanted to call me Ringo. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Ringo? Yeah, with the little lizard, the yep. little di- lizard in the desert. Because I had my Hawaiian shirt. Oh yeah, she thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but she's not on the trail, so she couldn't name me. Yeah. So on the trail, Mr. Roboto, because <laughs> I made some stupid comment about when you're going uphill, you need to like turn your mind off, and it needs to be like a robot. You need to be like yeah. just going uphill because it's not easy, but you got to do Good it. Good song. Well, well, how did it come? So you had the conversation. How did how did it stick? Like, where did that oh, even... I don't, somebody, of course, jumps on board with it. Oh, like a robot. And then it just grows and grows and grows into Mr. Robot, eventually into Mr. Roboto. And then that's, that's it. That stuck. That's awesome. And you want to try to pick... I, I was willing to take that one because not everybody has great trail names. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of badgers and, yeah. and these other very common names, you know, tortoise and... You know, a lot of names are, are really common. Yeah. I was okay with that one. I don't want to get one like Dumpster Fire or Poop Shoe or <laughs> all these other great names people come up with. I didn't want one of those names. So I was hiking with a fellow that was going about the same speed as me, Mr. Clean. And it took a while to figure out. So Mr. Clean, of course, is he's a taller guy. He's bald. Bald, yeah. White guy. Mr. Clean. Perfect. And it just so happens whenever you stop, he is always cle- neurotically cleaning. Yeah. Cleaning clothes, washing this and that. He was neurotic about everything. We hiked to Sierra City, and then we had to find our way to get around the fire out of the small town. We looked for, you know, all kinds of services like uh, buses and everything was closed. Eventually, we found a taxi service that would come to pick us up, cost us $200 to get around the fire. Wow. And you, you, you'll, you'll make your way. My, my dad, I text my dad, hey, you know, having problems getting around this. And, you know, he texts me back, you know, well, here's a way to get around. There's public transport to here, to here, to here, but don't stop in this area because all the smoke. And he's really worried that because you're getting closer yeah. to the fire. And, you know, he didn't want me to get burned up because, you know, I have no way to, to move from one town yeah. to town, especially if you're hitchhiking. Yeah. You know, how are you going to get from one town to the next? Was that the hardest part of your journey is just when you ran into it? Logistics, finding mm-hmm. ways around fires or forest closures, those sort of things. Sometimes it's just impossible to find ways around things. 
And so it takes a lot of networking. Sometimes there's trail angels that will assist you in getting around things. Yeah, so talk about your sleep system. Yeah. Okay. So I had a I had a sleep pad that, that you inflate. It was a Thermarest, Thermarest. X, X-Therm. Okay. I used that, and it's uh, mummy-shaped. And then I had a um, sleeping pad, sleeping a bag that was, um, what do you call it, uh, down. Yeah. And it was rated at zero degrees, so that means you can survive at zero degrees. You're just not comfortable. Right. Right. <laughs> was a- it enough for you, or did you want something warmer? Because warmer is going to be heavier. Right. It was yeah. enough, especially if it was really cold. I would just put on um, my, my thermals, of course. And if it got cold enough, I'd put on my jacket. You put on your beanie, hmm. and you'd you'd sleep with your clothes on. And then, oh, and tent. You had a tent. I had a tent. I started off with a one wall tent, and then ended up going to a two wall tent. Okay. Slightly heavier, but because it's two wall, when you get into that moisture, yeah, the moisture will condensate on on, on the, the top f- and oh. not inside your tent. Yeah, that's good. I did the big Agnes copper spur. Big Agnes, too. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a great tent. Yeah. And I did the two person tent so I could lay things. Yeah, out. you can put your stuff in there too. Yeah, that's good. So I imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you had when your Forrest Gump moment. You remember Forrest Gump when he was doing a lot of running? Yeah. And, and he all of a sudden, he, and he had that huge crowd behind him, and he stopped and he, and he said, I think I'm done. Did you have that moment where you said, you know what, I've gone 1,600 miles, I think I'm done? Uh, I didn't want to be done. Yeah. I just knew the time was ticking away. I really missed my family. Yeah. And it was time to come home. Yeah. And so eventually I, I found a spot that, that I could leave the, the trail. And my mother, father, and my uncle and aunt, and they all, all they, everybody came to pick me up in an RV. That's great. And they, and they met me. And we, you know, it was, you, I had to leave the trail and walk a few miles off trail in order to get to the town. And during those two miles, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're leaving the trail and you know you're not going to be on it for a while, you know? Yeah. And, and it was, it was, a little emotional. Oh, yeah. bet. I was like, you know, you had done a ton of miles. And there were days, you know, well, maybe I didn't do 18. Maybe I only did 14 miles that day. Uh, another thing is that I didn't do 800 miles. I did 14 miles that day. Yeah. It took it day by day. And yeah. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm going to have lunch at this beautiful lake. Yeah. And I'm going to live this moment as best I can. I don't know if I'll ever be back. And uh, that's how I took it. I took it at one day at a time, maybe a, a mile at a time. And, you know, you tell yourself, I, I should be here. You know, I deserve to be here. And it's so gorgeous being at the top of a mountain. And you take pictures that are horrible. They don't do justice. Right. This, this distance that you can see, you know, 100 miles this way or that way. And, and they don't do it justice. You know, or maybe you got to the top of a mountain and you can see clouds below you. It is pretty damn nice. And it'll put a smile on your face and make you go, yeah, I want to see more. So do you, do you have any plans in the future to do more of the same, to diff- go different trails. Like, do you have any, any thoughts or ideas of other trails you might want to? In about a month, I'm going to do rim to rim. And uh, that's in about a month. And then in October, I'd like to do uh, the Grand Canyon from one rim to the other, have lunch. Yeah. And then from that rim back for dinner. Yeah. And I'll do that in October when it cools down a lot. Kevin, anything else from you? Any, any other pressing things you wanted to know from Aiden? No, I've learned more about 
a true mindset of being in the real yes. wild yeah. um, than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. You can only experience so much from a Hollywood glamorized concept and, and what you brought to us, what you brought to me really just puts it into a great perspective of uh, your experience. So we appreciate you coming on. Could have been bad, but you just focus. Yeah. You had to focus. You had to make sure, you know, I'm taking great care in each step I make. And once you got through it, I really felt great. What a great, what a great, uh, adventure truly an adventure yeah what an incredible mindset to go that many miles and a, a good portion of those miles hurt even you know with a sore with a bad ankle and so great uh i was so excited uh for this month to come and for you to share that story with us appreciate you spending that that time with us and and i know a lot of our listeners will will really like hearing that and chief i really appreciate you letting me go I, I, this was you something bet. i really wanted to do I'm glad I even had just a tiny little part you did. Uh, of your adventure. So that was that's, that's pretty cool. That's a wrap for this episode featuring Aiden Leone from our detention unit. We hope you enjoyed his tales from the trails. Now we'd like to welcome our special guest host, Sergeant Allison Sempsis, to wrap it up with some trivia questions for Chief Walther and Aiden. How, how are we ending today, Kevin? What we're going to do is something completely different. Usually we have a thing called four reels and we're asking kind of random questions that inspires both of you to give me silly answers that sometimes don't make any sense. But because of our special show and getting to know you kind of throughout the show and how your mindset and all that stuff works, we're going to do something a little different. And I'm going to actually bring in a guest host Uh-oh. to ask these fun trivia questions to see your knowledge base. So I'm going to bring in Sergeant Allison Sempsis, who's going to be our trivia host today. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. That was an awesome story you just told. Thank you. It was an awesome experience. Okay, so question number one. What type of race in swimming combines four different swimming styles? Individual medley? That's right. Only one of the seven wonders of the ancient world still remains largely intact today. Which one? Great Pyramids. (laughs) The Great Wall. You were right. (laughs) The Great Pyramid. This is my personal favorite. What is the only U.S. state to end in the letter G? Oh my gosh, this is not that hard. Five, uh, four, end in the letter G. Three, state, two, one. It's the best state, Wyoming. Oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. What okay. That one. Wow. All right, let's do an easy one for the last one. I just jinxed it. What actress played Vivian in the 1990 film Pretty Woman? Uh, Julie, Julie Roberts. Roberts. Yes. Right. Oh. Uh oh. We got. We got. How many bones are in the human body? No clue. Two hundred and eighty. Close. Two hundred and thirteen. Two seventy. Two oh six. A lot. Ooh, you right. should ask this. Look, there's a difference between when you're a baby to an adult because your brain those. Oh yeah, fuse, yeah, yeah. The they fuse. The plates come. Yeah. I would have never known that at all. What does Homer Simpson do for a living? Works at a power plant. Ah, yeah. Very good. That was quick. Never, too. I, I was. I'm one of the. I'm like think one of the rare people that was not never really watched mm-hmm. The Simpsons. Don't. What, what kind of power plant? Nuclear, Nuclear. power plant. <laughs> for, for Mr. Burns. Who was the founding father of psychoanalysis? Sigmund Freud. See, he's good. He studied a lot on the journey. How big is the population of the U.S.? 330 million. 320 million. Ooh. Wow.
last one. How many continents are there in the world? Seven. That's right. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms at Scottsdale PD. Thanks, Allison, for sitting in and uh, asking some great questions. And Aiden, thanks again for being with us. Um, great story, great adventure. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening today. And uh, remember, every day offers each of us the opportunity to be more in the service of others. Take care of each other. It's a crazy world out there. Be safe, head on a swivel, and we'll see you next month. Take care. Thank you for listening to Shop Talk Episode 9. If there is something you want to know, send us a DM or leave a comment on any of our social pages at Scottsdale PD on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We look forward to having you back next month. Until then, remember to be more.